Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline and talking a little uh, NBA hoops, uh, Steve Ashburner, senior writer for the NBA.com. You can find him at Ash, A-S-C-H-N-B-A on Twitter, at Ash NBA on Twitter. Steve, how you been? I'm doing fine. How about you? We are well, I, I think, as long as we are uh, watching The Last Dance, uh, and we've got something to look forward to every week. It's been pretty good. <laughs> we're just waiting for the NBA to resume at some point or another, and we're certainly hoping that it's uh, it's sooner rather than later. But what are you hearing right now regarding the NBA? I know they're supposed to talk about it next week. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, the last the last I've heard, and, and it's it's pretty common knowledge, I mean, they, they, they don't really know. And, and they have probably – you know, a dozen or two dozen different models um, on the table. Uh, if this happens, then that, um, you know, how much of the calendar has been chewed up and so on, um, even impacting the 2021 season. But I think right now um, there are just too many variables they haven't been able to uh, to fill. And, uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is the NBA and, and pro sports sort of within another 24 hours – kind of led the way into postponement and shutdown and lockdown and whatever you want to call it. Um, I think sports and major, you know, events that bring a lot of people together, they're, they're not going to be able to lead the way back. Really. They're going to be later. I mean, we, you know, we can, we can figure out ways to conduct business, even dine in a restaurant if, if certain guidelines are, are, are heated, but, um, you know, how you can fill a building with 20,000 people and make them feel secure about that um, and avoid, you know, the, the worst case scenario. That, that's a real challenge that I'm not sure when that will come. So I, I'm just guessing here, but it seems like games without fans in the stands um, is, is going to be a reality at some point and for some length of time. Um, I know that we're pretty much waiting on the testing, uh, and I don't know necessarily when that's going to happen. And we're waiting on the same thing with Major League Baseball, and baseball has said we're going to wait and see what happens down the road as well. So I, I don't know when we're I'm, – I'm with you. I don't know when we're going to see it again. Uh, I guess my next question is, do you feel that there will be a culmination of this season at some point? Again, just guessing. I, I, I just look at the calendar, and I think, okay, we're we're already now – into the second round of the playoffs, the conference semifinals, mm-hmm. I think we would right. be at if, if you started the, the first round in the middle of, of April. Um, so can they come back and, and turn the lights on in all 30 markets? You know, to, and I, and I, and I, see, I see the appeal of that because I think, you know, symbolically, whatever you want to call it, never mind the completion of the season, but, you know, to sort of, have the fans even in the non-playoff qualifying cities um, come back to the NBA in some way, you know, has great appeal, I think, for 
the league and for the fans. Um, you know, people have, have wondered if they might just start right in the playoffs. Um, well, that, that certainly is still possible. I mean, you could do that. You could truncate the first round, the second round, you know, go to a best of five. There, there are ways you could tighten up things that way, even tighten up the schedule some. Although, you know, then you're, then you're into the whole thing about player health and, and uh, injury avoidance. And can these guys snap back very quickly to not just give you a great product, but um, exert themselves and put themselves on the line uh, the way we typically see for playoff basketball and not, and not face greater injury um, likelihood. So I don't know um, if, if they, you know, we've heard some rumblings about starting next season later, regardless, you know, mm-hmm. even if they shut down this year, never, never crowned a champion, you know, sort of like hockey when they missed a year or baseball, when they lost the world series, if, even if they did that, there, there seems to be consideration of starting next season later because the later they start, the more this has worked its way through the system. And, and maybe we know how you can gather a bun- big bunch of people together for a game by December. Well, we might not know that by late o- October. So, you know, next season seems like it's going to be affected regardless. Um, even if they don't finish this year, I, you know, they, they may shift the calendar anyway. So that, to me is a opportunity for them to hang in longer on what's left of this year. If, if that's, you know, a top priority. And I, and I think it's a pretty high priority. Yeah. That's the next issue is, I mean, I know the priorities and where they want to go. I, I just, I think like, like you, I think we're all up in the air because until the CDC comes out or until the government comes out and says, we got testing, we've got antibody testing and we've got a vaccine. Uh, I think there's a lot of reluctancy there. Now, they have to come to an agreement on this as well with the Players Association. So at some point, they're going to have to talk about dates and pushing things back and because otherwise free agency would begin, say, in the middle of the playoffs. I mean, is there a lot of pushback right now from the players' side of things? Well, I think that, I think we heard about some um, to – a plan that, that got out about the NBA opening up its practice facilities, what was going to be May 1st, uh, then got shoved at least to May 8th, which is this Friday, and who knows where it stands, that some players were concerned that that might not be the safest thing for them. Now, the plan was driven by a desire to provide a, a pretty controlled environment for players to do individual work, and they didn't want players sort of leaking off to um, the local gym where there's not as much control over the uh, the cleanliness and the disinfecting and all of that, because in some states, you know, gyms are opening up with, with certain guidelines. So, you know, but there was pushback. Um, where we're, we're really going to, I think, see a player component to this is, you know, as we approach May 15th, that's the first time that players will have a portion of their paychecks withheld for missed games. <clears throat> and that's being done. That would be done sort of an anticipation that there might be a cancellation of games, the league um, not wanting to have to go chase down money and claw it back if it's already been paid out to players once they realize certain games have been missed, a certain number of games. And from the player's point of view, better to give up a portion of your paycheck starting in the middle of May and, and going forward for a while than to all of a sudden have the tap turned off entirely where, oh, wait a minute, you've already been paid for more than you played and we're not going to give you next, you know, the two paychecks you do next month and we're going to actually come after 
some of what we paid you already. So, you know, but once, once you get into somebody's paycheck and, you know, I mean, we're talking NBA level paychecks. We're not talking, you know, people that live check to check and have to put their, you know, put food on the table. And, and I don't think we've, we've heard enough from those folks in this whole thing. We're starting to, I guess, with these protests, but, um, you know, so, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I, there is a player component. It's ultimately going to be collectively bargained informally, just like the CBA that they have is, is a formal uh, contract negotiation. But the players have a stake in this, same as, same as the owners, same as all the employees of the league, uh, same as those of us who cover it, and same as the fans who, who simply want to flip on the TV and see something that takes their mind off this. Um, I want, the other thing I wanted to ask you before we uh, continue with the NBA is the last dance, and we're talking with Steve Ashburner uh, of NBA.com. I, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on all of this because uh, it, it brings up different things each and every time we get a chance to see it. Obviously, the competitive of Michael Jordan. We're talking about Jerry Krause. We're talking about you know Michael's gambling. We're talking about going to Vegas and picking up uh, Dennis Rodman. Some of the stuff is factual. Some of the stuff is a little bit sensationalized. Give me your thoughts on what you've uh, gotten out of the last dance thus far. Well, I've been watching each night, each Sunday night's uh, offerings, the two chapters, and then writing, uh, you know, late on Sunday night, sort of my takeaways from what we've just seen. <clears throat> and I've done that three times now. And, you know, it's, it's, it's various things. I mean, yes, early on, I mean, they established quickly that Jerry Krause was sort of the villain of this last dance uh, scenario. And, you know, I don't know if there's any way around that. And we've seen all sorts of reaction related to him in terms of, yeah, Krause, what a jerk. Who would ever think about breaking up a, a dynasty like that with the greatest player of, the, of all time? And other people saying, you know, look, give, give Jerry Krause credit. I mean, he didn't draft Michael Jordan, but every other part of two different three-peats, he kind of had a hand in. And, um, you know, the guy had, you know, a certain kind of personality that, that didn't mesh well with the people that he had to uh, oversee, but you know, is it really fair to him when he, you know, he's been gone since 2017 to lay this out there, especially given that the documentary does have, you know, some connection to Jordan himself. There is some control. It's not this objective Ken Burns, you know, step back kind of um, attempt at, at a true historical document. Jordan, Jordan's had to give approval on a lot of these things. So, you know, is that fair to cross? Now, other takeaways, I mean, I guess it's just seeing the maniacal, the obsessive competitive instincts of, of Michael Jordan and sort of seeing those from behind the curtain. I mean, we all knew that Jordan loved to go golf, golfing, and he would play with opponents, you know, the day before he would try to cut their hearts out on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. But I think last night we kind of actually got to go golf around with Michael Jordan there was a lot of, of footage. We, we really have not seen that, um, if I can, if I recall it. And um, I don't know that I would have a good time going to play golf with Jordan. I mean, right. he's intense on himself. Then he wants to bet, and it's like, wait a minute, how much money can I afford to wager against Michael Jordan's, you know, bottomless uh, wallet? I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just how intense that that he is, and um, and and. The one last night that jumped out at me was, and, and look, I, I grew up a Bulls fan with the pre-Jordan Bulls, um, Bob Love and Chet Walker and, and all of those. But so when they were winning, that was, that was sort of interesting to me, even as I covered the last three, Pete, and, and so on. 
But I'm convinced now, based on what I saw last night, there's no way. People that speculate, well, you know, if Jordan hadn't, hadn't retired that first time, they could have won eight in a row. I don't see it. I mean, when you look at what he had to grind through that 92-93 season, it, mm-hmm. it was obvious to me he needed to step away. He needed a break, or he would have gotten toppled. He and the Bulls would have gotten toppled, if not by, you know, Houston, um, maybe by somebody else in the uh, in the East. They might not have made it to the finals. So I um, – yeah, I think I, I was persuaded that that um, you can think about that all you want, but I think Bill Russell and the Celtics eight in a row is never going to be in jeopardy. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's always great to talk to you, Steve. Hopefully the next time we get a chance to chat, we've got a, a schedule sitting in front of us that we know is going to happen, and uh, we all look forward to the NBA getting back at it. And I know I know Bucks fans do. They're, they're salivating at the thought of possibly having a Bucks uh, championship come this way. So can't wait, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got to not to be flippant, but that must mean you're not going to call me for a while. Oh, boy. Well, maybe we will. We get some kind of NBA. Right. Maybe I'll just call you just to see how the hell you're doing and what you're drinking this weekend, you know? Do it yeah, that way. really. Yeah. All, All right. right. Sounds good, though. Talk to you later, buddy. There you go. Steve Ashburner, senior writer for NBA.com, and you can find him on Twitter at Ash, A-S-C-H-N-B-A, at Ash NBA on Twitter. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.